Hello, I'm Lynn McGill and you're listening to Best of Belfast. What's the crack? It's Matthew here with Best of Belfast podcast episode number one. And today we've got a real treat for you guys to kick off the brand new show. We have the lovely Lynn McGill who's on to share her story with us. Lynn was one of the first ever stories we featured on our Instagram and so it just seemed right that she be our first guest on the show too. We first connected with Lynn after she posted a photo at the top of Divis Mountain and the rest, well, that's her story to tell. Don't forget you can visit www bestofbelfast.org where you can find a written version of this story as well as all the photos and links we end up talking about today. You can also connect to Lynn and reach out to her that way as well. That's it from me for now guys and I hope you really really enjoy the show. Hello Lynn, how are you? Great, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate it. No problem. So the question we always like to start off with is, how would you introduce yourself? Let's say you walked into an elevator and good old Liam Neeson was standing there. What would your elevator pitch be? How would you express yourself in just a few seconds? Okay, um, I am a 48-year-old mother of two, um, happily married, um, lover of life, um, been just recently through a bit of a journey um, with breast cancer and uh, just sort of really at the minute finding myself again and just really going for it and being a, a doer instead of a, a talker. How have you changed over the past year? Is there a difference between the Lynn a year ago and the Lynn that we are talking to today? Cancer changes you in a lot of ways um, and we've said this to quite a few people and it is and people have agreed and said they've heard it quite a lot sometimes it, it is one of the best things that can happen to you because you do realise what's important in your life um, I definitely don't do as much housework as I used to do <laughs> I can now you know I can leave the ironing um, it's not as important as it was um, I don't like to waste a day. I don't like to sit in front of the TV. I like to keep on on the move. I have made the most incredible friends um, through cancer. And unfortunately, I've lost the most incredible friends um, through cancer. Um, and that is something that we did not foresee, you know, six months before the diagnosis. I, ha- I would say it has opened my world in a bit a big way even the fact that I'm sitting here with you Matthew now wouldn't have happened you hear that term being thrown around a lot a lover of life what do you think it means to be a lover of life it's to appreciate the things around you just the wee simple things just maybe again a real cliche the, the, the sky you know the thunder yesterday the sky was amazing yesterday we've had the most amazing sunsets this summer um don't have to go to Spain on your holidays. There's so many things to do and see. And I know the weather's not great. 
but there's just so many places to go in Northern Ireland. Um, Belfast, I think we go into Belfast for the day and come home and go, do you know that was as good as a, a weekend away? Even just sitting, watching people, taking photographs, you know, maybe just sitting in City Hall, having a, a picnic, watching, I've met bride and grooms coming out of the City Hall, I've got into conversation and heard their story with them. Go and talk, talk to people. Don't, you know, talk to the bus driver. Um, I took photographs of me getting off the, the bus the other day with the, with the bus driver and she was an absolute kinks. <laughs> so, you know, you've, you've made her day as well. Just yeah. be nice to each other and, and talk and be interested in everything that's going around you and look up and down because if you're on a beach, there are so many things underneath your feet that you're not even aware of. What's your favourite thing about Belfast? My favourite thing about Belfast is, as someone who was born in the year that the trouble started, and I, I don't want to say that I had nothing to do with that, um, when I was growing up in my teens, I didn't do Belfast. Belfast was somewhere where your mum wanted to go to Marks and Spencer's to get something new, and that your dad stood out front keeping watch and you had a plan in case there was a bomb scare of where you were going to meet and it was a quick nip in nip out now I am amazed my 16 year old just loves Belfast she knows it better than I do um she loves going and taking photographs there's places I'll have to ask her where is that um it's just it's just getting there I'm proud I'm proud of Belfast it is just it's gone from somewhere where at night no one was in the city because it wasn't safe um, and there was nothing open anyway to somewhere with culture and great eating places um great events yeah we're i think we're, we're definitely getting there yeah and if you had to choose let's say a favorite place in belfast is there anywhere that springs to mind um st george's market it's just the most amazing atmosphere um, I've got to know a lot of the traders from Instagram. Just the atmosphere, the music. I mean, you're very unlikely to get a seat because it's so popular. The food, the music, the smells, the things that people are selling. And they're obviously very proud of where they come from as well. I was proud of it. It's great, great place. So you talked a wee bit about the direction that you see Belfast going in and how it has improved and is sort of up and coming. Um, where would you like to see Belfast go over the next few years or what would your hopes be for the city? I want to see it grow. I want to see the tourism side of things and I want to see it improve. Um, I don't think a lot of us appreciate what we have on our doorstep. I was reading a thing last night on uh, Facebook and people were putting all these pictures of umbrellas in Portugal and they said they had them in Dubai and then I had to point out to somebody well we have umbrellas in the cathedral quarter and somebody came and said oh I've never been there and I'm thinking it's 12 miles down the road get out your front door and you know go and see what's 12 miles down the road before you need to travel anywhere else. If you could take one person out for coffee in Belfast who would you take? Oh I know. Um, my husband and I have discovered this this is another we are doing and not talking um, discovered the most amazing 
female singer called LP who again has seen me through this whole dancer journey um just can't get enough of her and she is playing in a very small venue in Glasgow in December and we've booked to go on and I'm so relieved that it's a wee small venue it's a wee <laughs> student union in Glasgow nice and I think that's where she needs to be yeah. so yes I think I could cocktails with LP LP and is it literally just the two letters yeah capital L capital P brilliant cool oh well here go for it Jamie Dornan you <laughs> oh yes you wouldn't even have to talk I could just sit and look at him <laughs> be fine Obviously. A nice long walk on the beach. Yeah. With JD. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll listen to the podcast that your dreams will come true. Maybe. Maybe. Very good. If you were to take yourself out for coffee, let's say a year ago, before all this happened, what advice would you give yourself or what sort of things would you would you say to that, Lynn? Okay. I have spent too many years, and maybe it's because I had small children, of saying, and that we all do it. Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go there. And I know sometimes it can be down to the money and things, but don't keep saying you're going to do something. Do it. Make it happen. Because life, and it's a cliche, but life is too short. And there is no point in looking back and regretting something that you maybe could have done and would have enjoyed. And as one friend always says to me, he also has been through... You know, went through a cancer journey always says to me it's all about making memories and is that sort of the mentality that you guys had whenever you decided to climb Davis Mountain that day yes because we've been talking for years about going up Davis we've done um Cave Hill and Davis was on the to-do list and looking back it was complete madness because I was in the middle of chemotherapy I probably wasn't in the best I was full of poison if you want to put it that way and the weather was February it does sound where you describe it <laughs> oh dear um, I think it was there was wind rain and sleep that day um, but we did it we did it with my husband's help um, and it was the best feeling in the world and I was on an absolute high um, best of Belfast as well got in touch with me I was on such a high that day I can't describe to you I was so pleased and elated and happy it was one of the the best days in the middle of all the going on brilliant and just out of curiosity like how did you feel about some randomer contacting you over Instagram of all things like what were the conversations that went on behind the closed doors there like I'd love to get an insight into that it's everything you tell your children not to do isn't it so (laughs) Matthew, I've now met you for coffee in Belfast and now, you know, you've come to my house as well. Everything you tell your children <laughs> not to do. But uh, Matthew seems pretty normal. Oh, I'll have to edit that out. I don't want to... <laughs> Isn't it everything you tell you? It is. It's, it's everything you're, you're not supposed to do, but yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. What do you think people need to go from being sayers to actually becoming doers? What do you think it's going to take for people to make that jump? Okay, you need strength. You believe in yourself. Um, if it's something like my pictures that I'm making, you need to believe that they are doing somebody benefit, that somebody is getting something from them other than your yourself as well. Uh, just go for it. It doesn't have to be something amazing. It could be 
you know, have you ever been to the Copelands? Have you been to Rathlin? You know, why not go? It's not everybody's thing, but they are the most amazing places and they're on your doorstep and they're not that expensive. What type of things have you been doing? Okay, I don't, I hate cancer cliche, so um, I don't like bucket lists. Yes. Um, but that's, that's just me personally. So it'll just be something maybe if my husband and I are having a, random conversation and um, you know we'll say before like we went to see Arcade Fire we would have talked about it and then we wouldn't have done anything about it well this year we went to see them went to see Arcade Fire which was just one of the most amazing nights well anybody knows me knows that family are top of my priority and that's extended family I just love my family although they're all around the world Dubai and Australia and everything unfortunately um so this year I organised a, a day out for 27 of us and we call it the Father Ted Day Out. <laughs> um, and we do silly things like wear a rain mate, which is a plastic hood that you put on your head and tie underneath your chin that my grandmother and all her sisters wore. Um, so we have lots of photographs of us all wearing those. We had three-legged races and we had a and spud race and we had to explain to the children from Dubai what a spud was <laughs> <laughs> so why was it called the Father Ted fun day well the first the first one we organised was last year and it was in Donegal and I think it's just really down to I don't know you just love Father we Ted we just love Father <laughs> Ted and just the the relaxed unconventional family that we are I suppose I don't know and a wee cup of tea we like our tea that's it. Mrs. Ms. Royal would be so proud of us. There, she would be super <laughs> proud of you guys. It's not a fun day until there is a cup of tea, let's Absolutely. be honest. Although, to be honest, it's not really any day until there's a cup no, of tea. No, that's true. What is your biggest achievement to date? My biggest biggest achievement to date is giving birth to a child who was £9.8. <laughs> you did ask. <laughs> hey, if you ask, you get. That's, that's just the way it works. I like my 7.14 child as well, but um, yeah, 9.8, because I'm not the biggest woman in the world. <laughs> <laughs> With no pain relief. Impressive. Yep. Tough cookie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you say your proudest moment has been? I, this is very unlike me, but I think I am proud of myself at the minute. I'm proud of three, six rounds of chemo and therapy. I think it's made me a better person but I'm, I'm proud of the way I handled it. It was a very um, public thing. I decided to make it public on Facebook because I wanted to educate people um, and there's a lot of things that I have learned along the way that I didn't realise happened. I didn't realise that you had a thing hanging out of your arm for you know for several months to feed the chemo into. That, that, that was a new one on me. So I've educated a lot of friends on breast care. They've gone and gone, got their mammograms too. That's what I think I'm actually most proud of. And when did that journey sort of start and end for you? 3rd of October 2016, Ulster Hospital. Didn't tell anybody that I was going apart from, thankfully, my husband who I took with me. And as the day went on, we had in quite a long time. And then I was taken into what I call is the room and casualty 
on the programme on BBC that they take you into and I knew before they even said to me that it wasn't going to be good news um, when you get a cancer diagnosis when you're told it is basically like being underwater in a pool that that noise of not really taking in what people are saying so I had to come home and tell mum and dad and my sister and there's no point in setting them down telling them that they're going you, know, you have to tell them something you just blurt it out that was my way anyway and then coming to tell the, the children wasn't very pleasant either but luckily we all have a brilliant sense of humour in this family and there has been awful times but even in the middle of all the awful times we have seen the funny side and that's what's kept us going and made us stronger as a family that's brilliant that's very northern irish isn't it yeah yeah it's how we deal with things <laughs> it is it? exactly how long have you been married lynn i will be married 15 years in october if you were to sum up your family's personality how would you do it mm, quirky quirky family um people always people always comment that we're never in the house <laughs> <laughs> um that i always have to plan at least two days ahead of what i'm doing or I can't I can't cope I need to I'm a planner I like lists so um I think as your family grows that things change whenever the kids were away you could put them in the car they didn't ask you where you were going and you would just appear somewhere now whenever you suggest you're going somewhere you might get a few groans or maybe somebody's got something else arranged that day so I think family is just one of the most important things in my life that's basically it what type of day trips bring on the groans? Um, Ikea. Um, Ikea is not the most of... Well, the meatballs are okay, but um, um, we love the North Coast. If I'm by a beach, I'm fine. Can't cope. Even Lisburn would throw me over the edge. Can't cope if I don't have the sea. Uh, support Stuart's okay. Um, and then my sister lives in England strangely by the sea so that that's doable as well and I can cope with London and the River Thames that's all right too so you love water I like water I love hate relationship right uh never been in the same really since Jaws I think a lot of people my age feel the same way scarred yes scarred for life yeah you ever Mm -hmm. seen a shark off Port Stewart or anything like that I've seen a dolphin on the way to Rathlin happy days no that was that was quite moving and there's a, a seal I think Sammy the seal and banger I haven't seen him this year. But. Yes, is that the seal that kind of follows the fisherman and everything like that? He, I hasn't. I haven't seen him this year. No, I don't know where he is. But yes, mm. he's a got a reputation. He's about got him. a name for himself. He has. What would be your ideal day out then as a family if you won the lottery, say, and you were limited to do it in Northern Ireland just for a weekend? What would that weekend look like? Okay, it would be a choice of one of two islands. Believe it or not. And I discovered the Copeland Islands last year. Um, and we took my dad, who's in his 70s, and my youngest, who was 12 at the time, on a boat from Donaghadee over to the Copelands. And uh, it was just, well, to be honest, it was the most perfect day weather-wise, but it just took our breath away. And my dad just kept sitting there going, just magical this is just heaven it was it was just a perfect day um 
and you're there for two and a half hours and you're thinking what am I going to do but you're just finding quirky things like an old post box that's been there from I don't know years and years ago and cottages in different sort of states of repair and it's just magical and then rattling rattling's the same just that wee bit of escapism and then obviously surrounded by sea I'm in my my happy place so have you always loved the beach like even since you were a wee girl or yeah. is it a fairly new development no, um no I've always I've always liked the beach I was probably most of my holidays as a child would have been in Port Stewart where my grandparents are from um and my grandfather he was my great-grandfather was a fisherman so it's obviously in the blood but my love of collecting things on the beach would be probably the last three years and now it's become an addiction <laughs> <laughs> so which is highly annoying because um we can't walk normally on the beach anymore it's heads down it's and you get a really sore neck <laughs> <after a while. laughs> so what type of stuff are you collecting here just odds and ends or just anything or is there something specific that you're looking out for okay well this has changed recently because I would have just taken anything off the beach and now I am seeing things in the sand which now automatically look like something to me so I, I don't see them just as a piece of beach pottery or a piece of glass or a piece of wood I actually see it as a bird or something a part of a boat or a wee sail or something so um, I would say I'm probably broadening what I'm picking up off the beach now so um, I can I used a shell from Brighton on a piece I made um, for a friend as a cup of coffee so it's just changed Brilliant and so what do you do with all these pieces? Okay um, I had a cancer diagnosis in October and I had a house full of pieces of beach pottery and driftweed I was driving my family mad couldn't have their dinner on the dinner table um, and my husband said right we've had enough um, and we bought a shed my she shed and I started making pictures in the winter um, in between chemo and um, then I started putting them up for sale giving 25% towards um, I think the first one was Macmillan and I recently sent a cheque off for £300 for Macmillan Brilliant. so that's really been what's kept me going through the whole cancer journey fantastic and so what are your wee pictures of uh, they started off when I look back now I, I can see a big change in them they were mainly wee boats at the start um, and now I've gone through a sort of a bird stage um, so wee birds doing maybe silly things um, and then the people I have met through my work coming to the house or maybe on Facebook has been amazing. I've had people sitting on my settee in tears telling me their own story. Two 80 year olds, um, sisters, one coming from Australia. Um, they're pretty sure they'll not be able to travel again. And can I make them a piece? So I made them two pictures, nearly identical, but turned one upside down. So one's got day in it and one's got night. And I just love meeting the people and the feedback is very positive. That's something that you can see yourself doing more in the future. Would you ever want to make that a full time thing, or? Um, I think there's definitely something that I could be doing to take it a bit further. Um, I want to keep doing it 
in an enjoyable way. I don't want it to become something that I feel I have to manufacture. So it has to be something that I am enjoying. Um, that's not making me grumpy. <laughs> um, so it is definitely something that I want to pursue because that is my happy place. Still can be a bit stressful if you're under pressure to make a commission that somebody's asked for a particular detail in. But um, it's sitting in an office all day. That's right. <laughs> What's your dream job other than being a creative beach artist extraordinaire? I think this is my problem, Matthew. I've never had. I never, as a child, it was always, you know, a nurse or like I just want, I want to make people happy. I want to help people. I like to solve problems. Maybe, do you know, maybe being a receptionist in a hotel hmm. with a few wee problems during the day that I have to solve and then go home and make a few pictures. That sounds ideal, actually. And, you know, we could put you in, say, the Sleeve Donard or... Beside you know, the sea. Exactly, another seaside resort and you could sort of have the best <laughs> of all the worlds. I don't know, I was thinking as well, it's like you'd be brilliant to work for like the National Trust or something, like having to like take care of Castle Rock Beach, something like that. Yeah, that would be good. Mm. Um, yes, definitely has to be something to do with the beach. like that idea. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Do you have a favourite beach in Northern Ireland? Where's your, your go-to spot? That is top secret. That is information which I cannot divulge. I'm leaving silence here to try and like get it out of you, but you're, you're dead serious. Is there like, okay, so you don't need to, to give the location, but is there a place that you think has the best things to collect and the best artwork material? Yes, there is. And people have asked us, what are we looking for? And sometimes we have to attend, we're looking for maybe a pair of glasses that we've dropped. <laughs> um they said have you lost something and i would just reply and say no hoping to find something man that is a covert operation there <laughs> i didn't know it op- operate in such secrecy that's crazy um okay so when i go walking on the beach and you know look at all these shells blah 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 and i do come across a lot of pottery do you have any conspiracy or any solid theory of where actually all this pottery comes from because it always sort of always baffles me how much pieces of cups and everything there are I'm like you know where'd all this come from okay well I'll, I'll give you two thoughts first of all my dad my dad thinks it's coming from Ikea he thinks somebody is just chucking it into the sea <laughs> um, some of it strangely enough is very thin and white plain boring pottery that could have come off like a cruise ship or something like, or somebody there is a lot of that about there's um, also a story about um, a ship going to Philadelphia, um, somewhere in Northern Ireland, full of very fancy um, hair products for men in pottery jars, mm. and that the ship unfortunately didn't make it to Philadelphia. Although none of the crew were lost, but a lot of the hair products to sea, and. Incidentally, one of my pieces has now made it to Philadelphia, which is quite a nice thought that the the piece actually did make it in the end. Just took it a wee bit longer to get there, but I think that's quite a nice story. Yeah, it's really full circle. Yeah. And do you have a name for this project? I spent so many hours thinking of a name and 
This included a whole lot of my friends and we sat down and we came up with a list of maybe 20 names and they just weren't pleasing me. I was trying to get the word driftwood in and, you know, absolutely cracking up. And then I started my chemo and the name literally came from nowhere and it's picking up the pieces. And it's because I am picking up the pieces with breast cancer and also physically picking up the pieces on the beach. So I was, I was rather pleased with that. I love that. I think that's brilliant. And where can our listeners find you? Do you have an Instagram name? Okay, my Instagram name is Picking Up the Pieces NI. And you can also find me on Facebook, Picking Up the Pieces. Um, the Instagram account is a good mixture as well if you want to be nosy of my family life as well as um, the pictures that I make as well. Yeah, brilliant. And are you taking commissions on at the minute or do you have some for sale? Oh, I'm always working on commissions and um, the commissions have really taken off. Um, probably as the pictures have got a bit more sophisticated as well, I've got a bit more individual. So say, um, just done a picture for a friend who enjoys camping. So I've done her family round a week campfire. Um, I've done a, a granny who enjoys crocheting. A, bit, a few bits of crochet in the picture and I regularly put um, as I can unless I'm doing mum's taxi um, try and get pictures up um, every so often on the uh, the Facebook yeah. Brilliant I actually just have one more question mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it's something along the lines of this Right um, How would you define a life well spent? That is different for everyone that's a that's you could ask 10 people and they, you would get 10 different answers what's Lynn McGill's answer family I, I love that I have created a lovely home I have two children that if I could design that's exactly what I could would come up with um I'm very lucky to have a really really fantastic marriage where I have married the best friend just like I'm thankful for my health and thankful for my family I think it's just if you can get one thing every day tiniest wee thing and just say yes I enjoyed that or that was good today or enjoyed doing that or that was nice to get out in the, the bike or something then that's that's good that's worth it brilliant Lynn thank you so much for coming on the show really really appreciate it thanks Matthew All right, folks, real quick before we end today's show, just another reminder that you can find photos, links, and a written version of everything we were talking about today over at www.bestofbelfast.org. That's also where you can find all of our social media profiles. You can sign up to receive email updates of when new shows go live. And just one more time, I'd like to thank Lynn again for coming on and sharing her story. If you're interested in picking up some of Lynn's artwork, I'm pleased to say that Lynn is actually offering a discount if you tell her that Best of Belfast sent you. Again, you can find her over on Facebook and Instagram at Picking Up The Pieces NI. Last but certainly not least, I'd love to give a massive shout out to the Belfast band Wanderers for allowing us to use their song Light It Up for today's intro and outro. If you like what you hear, be sure to hit them up on Instagram at Wanderers NI. That's W-A. And you can also find them on SoundCloud and Spotify. Once again, the song is Light It Up by the Belfast-based band Wanderers. That's all for me, guys. Thanks so much for listening. My name's Matthew, and until next time, all the best.
light it up, light it up. 